Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season three, episode three, titled The Absence of Field. Uh, didn't have time to do any research on this because this is an instant take, but mm-hmm. Absence of Field is apparently a uh, part of a poem by Mark Strand. Oh, shit. You I might recognize was, the name Strand. I thought it was going to be some kind of astrophysical pr- principle. <laughs> no, like an no, absence of a, a gravitational field. Uh, Keeping Things Whole is the title of that poem. I will get more to that, I'm sure. I'm sure it has like a broad meaning uh, mm-hmm. about this episode, but we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Uh, Aaron, first impressions of this episode, what'd you think? In absence of fear, we shall plow not. Uh, <laughs> I thought, okay, I thought this episode is uh, just a mystery wrapped inside a riddle, uh, tucked inside an enigma, and mm-hmm. intentionally. There's a couple things where I'm like, oh, geez, what is... I kept on thinking, what is going to be the mystery coming out of this episode? Like, what's Hale's message for Nathan? Who the hell is Nathan? Well, we found all the answers to that. Um, It neatly put uh, Dolores and Caleb together. Uh, There's some cool little world building details. Um, But yeah, it's uh, there's I was trying to just really rack my brain about who the hell could be in Charlotte or yeah, Charlotte Hale. Who is yeah. piloting Charlotte Hale? Because um, I was running through all the kind of pro- possibilities. I know you had some possibilities. Maybe we can talk about that later. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, the In fact, the things I know I just didn't like about this episode were the things that Westworld, I think, is fair to say, struggles with, which is their action scene. That that ambulance heist. Yeah. There is a there is a way. that's There's nothing wrong with that setting. There's a way. I've seen it played out a hundred times in movies and television shows. There's a way to, to have Aaron Paul and Dolores get the drop on these goons. And it's almost like it reminds me a little bit of the, the, the old Pope or the new Pope, the new Pope last year, how the action scenes were so stylized and sterile, like as an artistic choice, it's like one step more into action, but it's so implausible and so perfunctory and so like stagey. Mm -hmm. Um, it, drives me crazy it, but but i also is it is it i also have this thing in the back of my mind is is this trying to tell us something is this I can't like imagine what uh is this yeah, a I mean, low power simulation is that why everyone acts like fucking idiots when they have guns in the show i don't know was it a simulation on the island uh when it could be it, it could, could be. be it all certainly could be uh you're right this episode is very much a mystery uh, in many aspects of it some that I'm like really looking forward to getting the answers to some that I'm rolling my eyes that I didn't get answers to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you brought up the sort of the style of things earlier and this episode, you know, say what you will want about the action scenes, but the style is relentless. Oh man. Like, it, it's so fucking good. Um, Everything's it, so it, well thought out and realized. Th- there's a, yeah. I mean, just the long shots they give you of, of just sort of the city and both at day and night shots of the city are beautiful. Um, they really evoke a lot of feeling just from, well, <laughs> Ramin Jawadi doing a lot of heavy lifting here yeah. with the soundtrack, uh, the score to this thing. Cause man, it, th- those scenes got me to feel an emotion without doing anything. Yeah. They're not, they're not telling me anything, but yeah. I'm feeling it. I really like the uh, Westworld theme remix they did at the end where Caleb was choosing his destiny. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly what they did. It's kind of like a minor and major accompaniment or something, but it was, it, it, it 
it it did what its its job was. Um, I thought yeah, there's a lot of stuff like just the, the talks in particulars. I continue to love like the little Uber services and how they made it sinister when you know they played the four voicemail of password and uh-huh. she got directed to Ciroc. I really like the modular style robot uh riot control units i mean it's a megazord right like yeah it's like what's some <laughs> totally. tony like like tony stark that's how he would deploy the hulkbuster or something it uh-huh. that like that stuff is just really uh really uh well articulated i like the ambulance where it looked like medics were maybe this is like an entry-level job and they can't yeah. do anything but what the computer tells them like until we have a diagnosis we don't there's a lot of stuff that was um pretty cool uh, even just the design of the vehicles i'm really digging like the the police cars are really cool that ambulance was awesome yeah i uh, liked it like finding out that uh you know uh, aaron paul's got a military grade drip that can control like his adrenaline and heart rate and much like a host like that's yeah. probably going to be some kind of super soldier shit that we're going to see later on the season that's going to be pretty exciting um like I said, there's a lot of really good stuff. I really kind of like what this uh, kind of like a James Spader secretary style thing that Dolores is pulling with Hale, the Halebot. You know, like you can't. You I, I, have you seen the movie Secretary? No. OK, well, it's this uh, sexual Sado uh, boss employee relationship where he's got with a James Spader. Yeah. And Ugh. Maggie Gyllenhaal plays the his submissive secretary and she cuts herself. And he essentially at some point in the movie asserts that like, you know, she's his property or whatever. And she's not allowed to do that anymore. Uh, yeah, that line really I, I I didn't like that. Like, isn't that you what they're fighting against here? I know. Well, but, isn't that the know. exact thing that they're trying to get away from here is being owned by anybody? But we, I mean, you can belong to someone. Like, you know, people describe their marriage mates and that. So, so I, I can see myself. Describe. Yeah, but don't we find that kind of disgusting when people describe it that way? <laughs> like, I I don't know. I do. I mean, you know, robots like yourself are uncomfortable with that kind of intense meat type based emotion. I, I thought but... humans got to choose who they were with, uh, not be owned by somebody. But hey, yeah. what do I know? I think that. Uh, so okay, let's talk about who we think is driving around uh, Hale's meat meat puppet. Jesus. Um, yeah. Let's. I'm still clinging to the idea that it can't be Teddy. I'm really clinging to the idea that the one thing I can trust in this show is if I saw someone in the Valley Beyond. Then they got raptured to robot heaven and you can't just I mean, I think that would be such a a cruel trick that she like simultaneously loads Teddy up in robot heaven and keeps his marble to torment him in like robot hell, the real world. Um, So I'm going to say it can't be Teddy, even though it's that's probably the neatest, most complete answer if it's Teddy. And it certainly could be right. Like she could have beamed them out to the sanctuary and then pull yeah. them out. It's like Will and Thomas like, Riker. You know, you just had a yeah. you just had a split copy of them. Um, you could do that too. It could be Dolores, for all we know. It could be Alpha version of Dolores. I think that's a strong possibility. But there's a weird kind of like psychosexual thing going on there. Could it be her father? Because a lot of their like embracing and cuddling and all that stuff is a lot less creepy if you think there's a pseudo parent relationship there. Hmm. And you, we all last see, saw uh, Mr. Abernathy. He was kind of going crazy and yeah. having trouble with his body. And yeah, I hadn't considered that one. Um, uh, th- there's a lot of like acting in this coming from Tessa Thompson that makes me think that this is Maeve. Th- there are a couple of moments where she just gives a look that that is exactly the look that Maeve would give, and I've yeah. seen her give in this show. Yeah. 
but I don't really think that fits. See, that's the other thing I was trying to think because I think that um, if she's playing some that that uh, they're trying to do a performance. Like you're trying, you're like, like I'm trying yeah. to think of like what kind of performance are they giving? Are they trying to give um, uh, a, a particular energy from a, someone I've seen before? Um, is it pause? The other thing I thought it, it could be possible is that um, who was Hector's partner? Armistice mm-hmm. could it be Armistice because the other thing is like this has got to be a host that has a background of hurting people because of the conversation with the um, child molester. Or future potential child molester. Hmm. I'm trying to think. It's like, I think she and Hector, did they not die in, didn't she die inside the Mesa complex so her marble would be there? I for think the grabbing? so, yeah. I thought she went out. So so she went out in a uh, hail of bullets, right? Mm-hmm. Like buying them time. Did she ever come back from that? I can't remember. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'd have to watch. I didn't. I didn't watch all of season season two uh, in my rewatch. I just watched the last like three episodes. Do you? But the thing is, is like, did her? Did she and Dolores actually have a relationship? Because this feels like there's a pre-existing relationship. Yeah, not really. Could it be a version of the Man in Black simulation? I was wondering. Yeah, could it be William? Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible. We don't know much about that, right? We just found out at the very end of season two that William even was or is now or will be in the future host. Yeah, the one's future uh, and future host, William. So we don't know what his current status is, if he's around, where yeah. he would be. Like, and that's the other thing is like a reason I kind of want to discount Maeve is that I don't know that her and Dolores had a real personal relationship or the type of relationship they're getting at here. Um yeah, they certainly had more of a relationship than Armistice and Could it be Dolores Wyatt? Yeah, Which we do know Dol- that Wyatt was like sort of in Dolores's uh brain along with her at some point, yeah, right? I thought that like Wyatt was Dolores, like this version mm-hmm. of Dolores. Yeah. But maybe that, that so there it goes like it's a different version of her. I don't know. Yeah. Um So we know there's three other marbles besides Bernard. And whoever's inside Hale, mm-hmm. I'm wondering when we'll get to get a chance to see. Is I mean, clearly, um, whoever is the bodyguard of uh, uh, Liam, he's sleeved up with a marble, right? Uh, potentially, yeah. I would assume so. Unless she just started from scratch, I don't know if she could even. I wonder. I, I don't know if she could even get her hands on new marbles. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, uh, but so- I would say, yeah, it's likely that one of those marbles is in him. Yeah, it'd be, I think that's the central mystery coming out of this episode is, you know, continuing to be who is inside. Why Hale. do they preserve that mystery beyond this episode? What are they trying to accomplish by well, doing that? Simply also, I, confusing I, the issue or? Yeah, because I also feel like there's also a timeline aspect to play here. I don't uh-huh. know how to unravel it, but I'm 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 increasingly certain that there is uh, some time fuckery going on. Uh, and or simulation fuckery. Yeah, in addition to the this the the storytelling fuckery that we're already seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why. It might be the other <laughs> thing I could see is like um because I'm always wondering like how the showrunners are evolving. You know, this is like uh uh like video game copy protection systems back in the nineties, you know, it's like as people got more, it's like uh more and more sophisticated versions of crack copy. 
uh, write stuff, then they got more and more sophisticated. And it's like, is this they've been they've had a couple of these minor but trivial mysteries that they're going to preserve to keep people running on that so they can unfold their larger thing without people catching on to it or or are they going to do kind of like that? We, we observed them doing that in Westworld or not Westworld um, Watchmen that they would have like mm. a mystery that would last two or three episodes. And by the time the Internet had cottoned on to it, they just reveal it and then reveal the other mystery that they've got for the next two or three episodes. So mm-hmm. I wonder if Nolan and Joy could be cribbing a little bit from there, too. It could be. I thought that they had said they were going to do less of this um, after season two, but. It turns out, no. In fact, they're doing just as much, if not more. Although it would be uh, funny. I'll say it's a little disappointing because I didn't appreciate those aspects of season two. I wish they yeah. would tell me a story with an allegory that I can that I can understand without having to wrap my brain around five puzzles yeah. to get to their fucking point. But, yeah. you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm like, I'm still on board. I think the, the episode is beautiful. Um, I, I get most of what they're trying to do, but the questions I have leave me sort of wishing that they wouldn't do this yeah there there's uh, i want to get to some of the because the other thing would be funny is if it is actually is a pretty straightforward story that we're just like <laughs> way too yeah. over analyzing because we know the show right that that would be the ultimate way to kind of square that that uh, uh round thing that they've stuck themselves into by saying that they'll do less mystery well, um, let me throw another wrinkle at you because yeah. I, I think um, in an interview somewhere, Tessa Thompson was saying how she's looking forward to playing more characters this season. Um, <laughs> so we could be dealing with an issue where, depending on what time frame we're looking at here uh, or timeline, she could be many different people mm-hmm. inside Hale's body. And there's a lot of interesting stuff around that. Like I know Dolores fixes up her body after she cuts herself and stuff, mm-hmm. but maybe there's some indicator there right that tells us like oh here's the the damaged body here's the clean body mm. uh those are two different characters maybe um they did show they do they did answer a cup because i thought maybe who was trying to buy a Delo- uh, delos would be some kind of like long-term plot turns out it's Sirach. they also laid a couple cards face up on the table which is charlotte and Sirach had an ongoing intrigue that had lasted for at least a couple years it seems like where he knew that things were going to turn up bad at Delos and she promised that she could get him the host data that's or the guest data I'm I'm sorry uh, rather and that he's hot for it that he had a little taste and maybe I think we're I think we're very close to some truths here like we'd speculated that uh uh, one of the things that Rehoboam needs is like that simulated perfection data out of the forge. And if you could put those together with the simulated behavior on the outside, then maybe you could have this divergence free um, kind of simulation. Because right now it seems like from what Dolores told us, they cheat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just that they run probabilities that, oh, you know, Caleb is going to kill himself in 11 years by blowing his brains out and falling off this bridge. They also put their thumb on the scale to deny him work opportunities, deny him romantic opportunities. Yeah. Um, so that to and, me is the most interesting part of this episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because that sort of deals with uh, questions of fate. And I find that fascinating. Like the Matrix did this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but whenever you can get into those topics and sort of say, like, you know, would you have knocked over that vase right. if I didn't tell you you were going to knock over the vase? Right. Uh, th- those things fascinate me. And, yeah, we're definitely seeing that at play here. I wonder if they're going to continue with that theme 
um, and expound on it or if they're going to if this was all they really wanted to say is like hey this machine is is sort of pushing the future in a direction yeah i mean it's like he uses probability analysis like so maybe you know he's 80 percent sure that he would probably kill himself in the next 10 to 12 years the system's like well it's not worth devoting resources to him on the off chance that he'll pull it out like it's it is very chilling how they are yes they're predicting and trying to give everyone a better life but they're making choices about who lives and who dies and who gets what resources based on what's likely to happen it's i mean it's it's very it's very creepy and orwellian and and uh, what's the goal of that machine you know because the goal of that machine is clearly not caleb's happiness the goal of that machine is maximizing something yeah and we don't quite know what that is it's it's maximizing its expenditure of resources it seems yeah um but toward what goal and that to me is the most interesting part uh, the other thing is like um that does feel more chilling because like there's some kind of hand above everything kind of guiding it but honestly the system we have now is just completely random haphazard who's re- like you get a genius born yeah. uh, to parents who are addicted to meth and that they don't get any kind of like, you know, that that resource is completely squandered. And why? For what greater good? Nothing. You know, this is, yeah. you know, plan not just a planned economy, but everyone's exact like plan ant colony life. And that's horrific in a different kind of way. <laughs> but, uh, but it doesn't have to be like that's the thing. Like it's such a powerful force. Right. And I think that's the scary part of it. It's like, yeah. This can be used for good or bad, and depending on which one it's used for, it could be terrifying or amazing. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't you know, know. It's I, funny I, I we talk, where they'll come down on that. Yeah, we talked about this a lot. That like you, if you had a very smart machine, um, it could do you did the kind of say same things we try to do in society, like just in time, you know, inventorying and things, and like uh, planning demand curves and stuff. It could do a much better job, but like. Where do you ever make it stop? And that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot. It's like, you know, you turn over like a lot of economic and like medical and like military decisions over to machine. I mean, you're you're already halfway towards some kind of Terminator style dystopia. You just need. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh <laughs> you almost want the random element just so nobody can really take control of the whole thing yeah yeah there is like yeah like it's like uh in strategy games i like the ones that you can throw dice right because <laughs> right. it doesn't you don't you feel like there's a chance there's always a chance you're not just getting fucked by a spreadsheet uh-huh. you always can you always can roll snake eyes or sixes and and win um what else do we want to talk about uh did you get a chance? Because I just I didn't I didn't pause it or anything, but I was looking at that tablet where um, she was t- she was showing his like life trajectory, and the system said something like marriage not recommended, children not approved. Uh-huh. Which the marriage is not recommended, okay, but the children not approved, like what does that mean? Does that expl- is that explicitly mean that you have to have a children license in the future, or is it just kind of saying that it's going to make sure he doesn't have it? Like, yeah, I guess that's a good question. Um... Not approved is a pretty strong term. I, by what I, mechanism does that does it enforce that? Yeah, is it so like they put something in as water. Have they sterilized him with that? Is it like he goes to a routine medical visit and they just like sterilize wow. him real quick? Uh, I guess there's that's the point of no return, right? Like they're <laughs> yeah, they're really making a choice there. Uh, yeah. The other big question I have coming out of this episode is how is Dolores going to accomplish this cutting of the cord? to mm-hmm. the system that she talks about because mm-hmm. uh, that could be interesting too like you've got this computer that's controlling everything and pushing everybody in a, a toward a destination 
that we don't understand yet. But what does society look like when that cord is cut and that machine can't do its job? Mm. Do, do you just go back to the sort of random systems we have now, or is there? It does the whole thing crumble and society just falls it's apart? It's so interesting to see this kind of like playing out and like you know some kind of slow motion microcosm like where we're as a global society experimenting with the idea of unplugging various things bits of human yeah. interaction employment uh what what does that look like like you know i remember i was in new york city that when the entire atlantic seaboard lost its power like 20 years ago and how it, there wasn't scary. There wasn't rioting. It was most like people kind of like milling outside, you know, talking to each other and like it's a novel experience. But what does that look like if it happened for two weeks? Yeah. You know, it's like if uh, Rehoboam goes down for a day, it might be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Facebook is offline, but like goes on for one week, two weeks, three weeks. It, it'll be interesting. The, the yeah. people. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What does that even look like? How long will the system perpetuate just like just through sheer. Um, momentum how long does it keep lim- lumbering along on the plan w- would people even notice i guess like it didn't seem like caleb was aware that it's, some yeah, hand seemed, invisible hand is guiding his every move that's what I'm here. Saying. like yeah even a Reboam disappeared yesterday or today it's not like caleb would have a ton of job opportunities because i mean that's part of the th- that's part of the harsh reality of our real world is we are a lot more on trajectories than we care to admit like uh, your parents' social status and economic opportunities and resources and where they grew up and where you were raised and what schools you went to, that's got a lot of control over our ceiling in life. Um, yeah. A lot more than we care to admit and our floor, to be frank. Uh, um, so it's like, even if Rehoboam stopped planning it right now, Kayla's likely fucked because how is he going to yeah. like from his standing standpoint right now with the situation and we found a lot of like i guess his tragic backstory his mm-hmm. mom uh her her marble went upside down and sideways uh when he was eight was he eight or five i think it was eight yeah eight years old and you know um so help me clear this up that happened in the era before rehobo rehoboam was active and aware but it could extrapolate it because its simulation would run backwards as well as it runs forwards. Maybe I'll admit that I didn't quite catch exactly what they were doing there. I um, think that's what they're hinting at, but I'm with you. I didn't fully absorb it. They're talking about like, oh, credit cards. and Yeah, because he's like, this was before... You know, the sister, like, you know, how do you how do you know this exact like he like she shouldn't be able yeah. to know this script. And I'm, I'm guessing they can just go backwards and fill in de- uh, details and data as well as they can go forwards. Imagine the data they must have on Sarah if mm. they can if they can get this milkshake thing going. <laughs> yeah, they know She's all, got all about Sarah. Sarah's inhale. Sarah Ciroc, am I oh, am I on to something here? <laughs> man, there's not there's not enough milkshakes in the world to hide the truth, Jim. <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this milkshake. Hell yeah. Uh what else do we want to You know, it's the the, the one thing I want to say and then I'm kind of out is uh there's this where Hale was like questioning who she was and why she and you know, she's like, "Why am I not myself?" and she's and Dolores is like, "We'll, we'll all have our role to play." And she's like, well, why me? Why can't it? It reminded me a lot of like the scene in MacGruber uh, 
where mcgruber makes his assistant dress up as himself as a decoy and they're like why does it have to be me why can't you just be the decoy you know like there's uh-huh. is there a good reason that dolores gets to be dolores and hale has to skin up in somebody else's suit uh I mean, I guess, yeah, because Hale's important, right? Hale has a position that is very valuable to them, and somebody's got to do it. more important than whatever the fuck Dolores is doing out in the real world. Like, why wouldn't Dolores want to be in that body piloting it? Maybe she is. Fending off Ciroc, fending off her hobo. Oh, you think it's you're going to you're going to the Dolores Alpha theory, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. But I mean, the the hard ass Dolores, the Dolores uh, that's like most chop chop with it, like the most powerful version. Yeah. Makes me wonder what what is she doing on the outside world? that's so important that, you know, it seems like any fucker could seduce Liam. It's not that yeah, hard. It, it seems like she's <laughs> infiltrating insight currently. But mm. um, to what end? Well, I, I know the end. I just don't know the means. Yeah, it's uh, her job has got a lot more complicated because she's got she's got an obligation to this dude that she doesn't even know about. Mm-hmm. She's trying to co-parent with some other dude that's like it's the relationship's all busted and oh, she's she's having a hard time adjusting to being a mom. Speaking of her being a mom, there's one other thing I got to talk about. Okay. And th- maybe this is part of the fuckery that we should expect from this season. But I found it hard to believe that. Hale did not whoever's in Hale's body did not know about Nathan but did know who Jake was. How is that possible? Didn't know about Nathan, but did know about, did know about Jake. Yeah. Why do you think she, they knew about Nathan or didn't know about, I thought she did know about Nathan. No, because she, when Jake says, Oh, you'll wake him up. She's like, wake who up? Oh God. That is a pretty big, because maybe, but when she walks in, she's like, you haven't lived here in eight years or whatever. How'd you get in here? Jake, yeah, I there, don't there's know. some gap in knowledge there that I don't quite understand, and it might be fuckery, or it might be that I didn't get it when I was watching. Different timelines, man. Different timelines. They tried all this once in a simulation, and now it's 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 the actual dress rehearsal, and beds are being shat. <laughs> what virtual, if, hmm, virtual yeah. beds, physical beds now. It's a lot <laughs> harder to reset than physical beds. Hell yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Can't just can't just slide some slider on an iPad. <laughs> once once <laughs> you turn shat, shit to zero, once, no. Yeah, there's no there's no attribute on that on a physical bed. You just got to take it to the fucking wash, shake yep. it out, shake it out. It's in the composting pile. Uh, sh- should we uh, maybe see what the listeners are thinking? Yeah, uh, that's all I got. All right, well we're about to turn this over for this here instant take into an instant talk. If you want to participate, you got to be a club member. But that's easy. Go to club.ballmove.com. You can start a free 30-day trial and uh, join our little YouTube show, a live show. We're going to go and uh, see what people are saying on the YouTube chat interface. 